Hi, I'm Simon. Hi, I'm Erica. And this is Drunk Logic. Just another podcast. So welcome to our first episode. Uh, in order, uh, it's, as every episode, we have a drink that we will drink during the duration of the episode. We will slowly get more and more drunk. Uh, we will review the drink at the end. Um, and so, so we've started with a classic. Both, I would say that this is our our joint favorite beverage. Is this our favorite? Mm. Uh, I think it's my go-to when I go to a cocktail bar, I will choose one of these first. And if they can do a good one of these, You're I'm kind of stuck with it the rest of the night. If not, I'll, I'll naturally move on to the other things. Something fruitier. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, so what we have, we have the classic mojito and Simon Woo-hoo! has a child straw with his. That's child's Cool straw. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, hey, hey. Cheers. Chaim, gosh, you're thirsty. That's not the best mojito I've ever tasted. You're gonna have to drink it all because them's yeah. the fools. I mean, it, it, it's 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 drinkable, but it's not. I don't know. Mojito is more than just the flavor. It, you need all the mint, don't you, and everything else. And yeah, I mean, maybe some lime would fix it. Any other thoughts on mojitos? Cool name. Yeah, cool name. There's not really much to say. It's rum. It's lime. It's sugar, it's mint. It's good. This one, you know, maybe not, maybe not our best, but we'll try again. We'll try again. Yeah, first episode. So I think that we're, so we're starting with a very, very broad topic that is near and dear to our hearts. And so we're going to be talking about friendship. Yes. Oh, like a little warm oh. hug. No, we're going to be talking about how the hell we got here. We're going to talk about what makes everyone's it- dying to find everyone out. is dying to know. Like, what are these crazy characters? How did they get here? How did they meet? How did they become so codependent? <laughs> so anyway, other than that, we're going to talk about what makes a good friend. What makes a bad friend? In our humble opinion. <sighs> yes. You're so obsessed with this. Now, Simon always says that I rattle off opinions and say that they're truth. I maintain that they are truths, but Simon, just not. Really, you really have a bee in your bonnet about this. Like, it's only our opinion. It's only an opinion. Like, I don't be, want to become be, preaching. Be with... bold. Be bold. Like, say no. something with conviction. I will. I don't, know. I don't want to be that definitive. On anything but i think it's our upbringing like you know in america you're told you could be the best you can go and be president you can go and do this you yeah. kick ass yeah what in were britain you, what were you, don't you get raised that. to what were you raised to think i'll just get um, by yeah 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 i'll just get by yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't know you can take what you want people with a pinch of salt oh take what erica says is fact take mine as humble opinion Very humble. and enjoy so humble. Yeah. So anyway, before you just went on that weird tangent. Um, so yes, what makes a good friend? What makes a bad friend? Why do we hang on to bad friends? And why is it so hard to make friends as an adult? Wow. What a running order. Woo. Woo. So what? in our, so in our, uh, in our little, um, I think on the blurb on our website, we refer to ourselves 
as being very unlikely best friends. So Simon, would you like to comment? <laughs> I think that is a very accurate statement. You know, we we met each other only a, a couple of years ago. I think I think how many years ago is that? Uh, six years ago. Six, wow, that doesn't time fly. But I'd say like true bestie status was sealed like three, three and years. Three and a half years ago. Yeah. And I think think, you know, it, it all started. It all started a long time ago. And I, I I sort of remember it meeting your husband, Neil, at the train station on a couple of occasions, mostly linked to our trains being late or, or cancelled and trying to find our way back to where we live. And after one or two of those, I remember saying, like, hey, Neil, how's it going? You know, in the morning. And him 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 not being a fan of me doing that. But I always noticed you, you you came to work together. Like sorry, um, got to the station together. So we started sort of saying hey to you. Um, and then I think what cemented our, our our friendship and started that was um, we both um, quite courageously parked in some very bad mud <laughs> whilst a, trying to dodge now that's paying a, for parking. That's an understatement. That's an understatement. It wasn't, it wasn't very bad mud. It was honestly the worst. It was the worst mud I've ever seen in my whole life. That's wow. a fact. Fact. Yeah. So we, 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 uh, our, our station is there's a page four section where all the VIPs go. And then there's a field, which at the time you didn't have to pay for, but you took your chances. And, and I just sort of dumped my car there one morning. You guys dumped your car. And then we came back at six o'clock at night in the pitch black. And realized our cars were stuck. So I assisted you guys. I, we assisted someone else. Then I was left. And if I, remember, if I remember correctly, Neil was very close to just saying, oh, bye. Because mine was by far <laughs> the most stuck. And like, best of luck. You know, don't, don't, don't get you know, attacked by anyone. But then we managed to get it out. And then I think we messaged each other, you know, saying, hey, hope your car's clean and hope you're not muddy. And then I think we it skewed into like, you wanted to get into running and I was quite into running at the time. So we were running a couple of occasions and we both got each other through a half marathon, didn't we? So we did, we did. And that was almost, well, that was just over, just over three years ago, um, the half marathon. Um, so sort of to add on a little bit to, to this glorious story. Um, I do remember Neil sort of telling you about this guy who just wouldn't leave him alone, who just kept chatting and Neil hates chatting on the train. Like, it's not just you, like he isn't like talking to anybody, me included, um, on the train and well, yeah, on the I, train. <laughs> I have a mild objection to the use of the word annoying, um, being and it, polite and friendly. Well, I think that you were just very persistent. You were very persistent. And anyway, so Neil would just complain about this guy who just, just kept talking to him on the train. And I just being remember- Being polite and saying I, good morning every I morning. Remember thinking to myself like oh I wish he was on my train I wish I had somebody to talk to um but before but before we sort of started before we actually met I did um I did admire your trousers because you had these really amazing like burgundy maroon trousers and uh and yeah I just which is a very strange thing to say in retrospect <laughs> yeah in, just in a, a little in a public forum but yes i saw that guy this guy and i thought he wears nice trousers i want to be his friend <laughs> <laughs> we 
Well, I went through a stage of going to Next and buying any color of trousers I could that wasn't black. So gray, blue, burgundy, and yeah, just owning it. And I look back now thinking, hmm, there were some questionable choices there, but the burgundies were right up, you know, top drawer. They were very nice trousers. Do you still have them? Probably not. No, because what tends to happen with my job I, I tend to wear them out in the knees or the crotch area from lots of lunging. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Fair enough. That's, I feel like you need to explain what you do for a living because that just sounds weird. Do I? Do I? Okay. Do you reckon? Just hold them there. No, I can tell you. I'm, I'm a photographer and I'm a very active photographer. So it requires getting into all sorts of positions to get the best on shot. His, on his knees and lots of crush yeah. stress, apparently. Yeah, so, yeah. So those, so those those trousers have perished. But anyway, I do I do remember them. I do remember Their spirit them lives on. Always, always. <laughs> Another weird thing that I remember about you, just sort of before we really started talking and sort of established this bestie status that we have, is I would see you walking across the bridge. And I noticed the very weird way that you eat a banana. I mean, this is if the you, only way I if know you, If you think that, like, like, if you think that you're, like, going, you know, carrying on with your day and nobody's watching you, that's very wrong. Because I'm there, like, noticing all the little weird things. Like, the way that you peel a banana totally, like, and take it out of the peel mm. and then eat it like some sort mm. of monkey an ape like i don't understand like the peel like the peel is there it's like a little it's like a you know it's a handle that's how you yeah, eat a banana but, but well, that's what, not that's what... not how simon eats a banana anyway i noticed that and i was like what a weirdo but i still i but yet we're still here despite that it's amazing it's amazing i was able to overlook that it's huge huge cognitive flaw of yours <laughs> I mean, it, took, it takes me probably 10 seconds tops to finish, polish off a banana. 10, 15 seconds. I don't mess around. So I just got it out. And then I've got the peel in my hand that I used to just throw into the bush for like, you know, nature. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, being friends with Erica has made me conscious of a lot of things, including the way I eat a banana. So I find it very sweet and endearing. I do. I do. I know I make fun of you, but I, but it, it, it is cute. So, so yeah, so we did, you know, we started as being running buddies and then we sort of realized that we have so much in common. Um, our, our, our topics that we used to talk about whilst we were running, they, 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 they escalated quickly and we realized we were on the same wavelength. But for me, I will be, be forever indebted to the channel four program, Dogging Tales. Because we bonded over that. And I mean, we've tried our hardest to try and watch it again in retrospect, but everything we talk about is from memories that we just coincidentally watched this program way before we were friends at the same time. And it's about the, the people of, of the UK who, uh, who do this thing called dogging. Now, for our American listeners, you may want to Google that. But what was the real highlight for this program? Please, please Google fact- it. Please Google it. Yeah. yeah. You won't the, be sorry. the best thing, the best thing about this program, I, I can't say this without smiling, is that to protect the um, the um, identities of the people coming forward talking about their dogging tales, they decided to put on very childlike animal masks that almost haunt me. 
Um, so you had like a badger, an owl, a fox, but you could clearly see a bit like when Robin puts on his mask, you can clearly see it's, it's, you know, dick. Anyone knowing these guys, you'd be able to tell who these guys are. And they're talking openly on camera about what they're into. And they got the personalities of like wet sponges. And it was just fascinating television. And I think, you know, captured my imagination and we just i don't know, just that's yeah just remembered it together i think that yeah thanks to i think that once we started i have no idea how we started talking about it but like once we settled on that topic for a particular i think it ended up being like a week of runs it's mm. just like yeah this is this isn't this is my best friend <laughs> i mean it's, it's haunting as well i've got two children and we do have animal masks and i can't when they put them on i can't help but think like what the fuck like, let's just play change games. You're Spider-Man now. No, I want to be the fox. Like, no, you don't want to be the fox. You definitely don't want like, to be the owl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is that is that is that our is that our fairy tale story, Simon? <laughs> I think that's our yeah. You know, that's our whistle stop tour. Um, yeah. I think getting through the the half marathon was pretty big for both of us. Yeah. Us um, managing my my um, shaky bones and muscles ever since. Is it, yeah, a big part of that too. And I broke you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we've talked about how we became friends via smut on television and running and mud and muddy fields. Yeah. And, tr- and trousers and banana eating. What a bizarre story. Anyway. Lots of innuendo. Yeah. So many. Good grief. Okay, so now we can use ourselves as examples because I think mm-hmm. that we are amazing friends to each other. Um, that we are. That's, that's why we're best friends. Um, but so what do you think? What makes, and you don't have to say, you don't have to just say everything you say and do, Erica. What makes a good friend? In my humble opinion. Oh, shut I up. Just believe... own it. Oh, my opinion well i think a good friend is someone who just turns up like is there and you know i i i look back on friendships i've had all my life and you know whether it be in school and suddenly you know you're friends with someone you don't speak to them for six weeks during the holiday and you go back and they're like hey and you're like well dude where the fuck were you for six weeks you know i was bored like and i get that and there's some friendships that 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 live like that and, and and are sufficient like that and um and they're great. You know, they have their place. But I think in terms of like bestie status, you've got someone else reciprocating your effort, which I think which is what we do perfectly. You know, we both put in an equal amount. We both take out an equal amount. And I think that is, it's about being there and just putting the effort in. Now I get, you know, life gets in the way. You know, you're a very busy person, soon to be doctor. And I am not, um, but I'm busy in other ways. You're and I think the busy. good thing is, but we make time for each other, you know, whether it's replying to a text or whether it's doing a podcast or, or whatever the case may be. So for me, it's about just putting a bit of effort in. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I think that, you know, when you were talking about sort of how reciprocated uh, this friendship is, I mean, that's I mean, that that's what everybody that's what you that's what you dream of is like somebody wanting to be your friend as much as you want to be their friend that's what we have here a hundred percent um so there is that you know just sort of generally speaking there is that reciprocation that's needed 
there is putting in the effort, like you said. It's really just, you know, it's about listening, understanding. Yeah. I think as well, like not being afraid. I mean, like, obviously we talk about some dumb stuff as you can witness on, on our podcast, but off, off air as well, we talk a lot about a lot of dumb stuff, but it's a very safe place. Like, you know, we never... I never have to sort of censor myself. I mean, I do on here, but I, you know, in terms of like general conversation, like you can be your sort of truest self without having to worry too much about, you know, people making fun or, or whatever the case may be, which is what, why you might pre- prevent yourself being yourself in certain circles, whether it be work or whether around family or whether it be, you know, down the pub or whatever. It's a judgment free zone. Hmm. Yeah. And, and we've and got I lots did. to judge about, you know, we could be very judgmental about one another. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, sometimes we are, but it's 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 good. It's always constructive. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, always yeah, constructive. Yeah. Um, I think that one of the best things about us and our relationship, besides everything, is just the fact that that we are genuinely there for each other. Um, when, you know, we can have like the lighthearted, dumb chats about everything, um, but like when when one of us is really struggling, the other is there a hundred percent and that's ah that's just that's a beautiful thing you're really not enjoying that are you it's not no i am but i just realized it was my wrong time when you're being all lovely and i'm just there drinking booze (laughs) like i'm making a lot of noise in front of the mic like i know like i'm like (laughs) thanks a lot asshole that's a lot asshole i'm like sitting here pouring my heart out talking about how fucking great you are fuck you anyway you're all right you'll pay you'll thanks do, you'll do for thanks. now thanks dude <laughs> what are you showing me are you showing me the straw are you showing me the how much is left i know you're doing you're 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 doing well i'm i'm, I'm okay as you are yeah going down it's going but, down nicely for the listeners who, who couldn't see that because you're listening in your headphones oh yeah online so it's a podcast yeah, get online. There will be videos on, on the Instagram, the TikTok, the YouTube, the, the website. Website. We're on Twitter. We've got some merch coming your way soon. Yeah, I, yeah. I, Drunk Logic is going to be like a, it's, it's, it's going to be an empire. It's going to be a media empire. Uh, it is. And also, you know, spinoffs as well. Yeah. On the rocks. On the rocks. The yeah. Yeah. We've, got, we've got big plans for this we've got big plans for this yeah. um so so yeah now that i'm done being sappy about what a great friend you are and um, yeah i i guess i am pretty great thanks erica Nah, you're you're pretty fucking great i'll give you that thanks. i'll give you that thanks and, and you're not too bad yourself thanks <laughs> so <laughs> so what makes okay so so what makes a bad friend so i think someone who's a bad friend who perhaps is someone who takes too much of your time off taking rather than giving you know um i think someone who's just not there just someone who's selfish really and i think those are the people who you don't tend to find in your life anymore now the, the older you get your probably circle of friends gets smaller. Your circumstances change versus when you're in school and stuff. And I think, you know, the cream really does rise to the top. And failing a massive blowout argument, you know, those people who are just in it for themselves and who are, yeah, will probably just sink to the bottom. Exactly. 
you know what I think is a bad friend? An emotional dumper. Ugh. Uh, drives me yeah. crazy. Like it, you know, that's where that's where you need a reciprocated relationship. Cause yeah, I we emotionally dump on each other all the time, but we do it to each other. I don't have like it just drives me crazy. Like when you have friends who just kind of like come out of nowhere, dump, dump, dump. Don't fucking tell you the outcome. If things stop shitting on my lawn. And then just like, just like, then you don't hear from them again until they need something. Like that drives me crazy. Drives me. Oh, hate emotional dumpers. Do you have many dumpers in your life? Not anymore. no this is this is the thing is that i think that as you 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 know you hit the nail on the head there it's like when you get older your circle gets smaller and Mm. i have i i i do a really good job of saying to people or not saying maybe not saying to people but thinking like you're somebody that i meant to have known not meant not somebody that i meant to know and Mm. you know i over the years like you know there have been you know yeah, my, I, I have fewer friends than I did in my 20s, in my 30s, um, and, and that's okay. That's okay because the people, that, the people that are my friends now are the people that deserve to be there, the people that I want to be there. I don't have any superfluous friends. Do I have any big bust-ups and say, fuck you, get out of my life forever? No, it just, you know, these things just sort of die off. They just die mm. off. And you don't you don't attempt to resuscitate. It's like, ooh, holla at you. Wow. Yeah, that's what you real have to talk. For- that's what you have to look forward to. <laughs> I do not resuscitate. Yeah. No, Maybe I've got to fake my own death. <laughs> 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 Can I just look under the blanket? He is. It is Simon. You know, take my word for it. It is. No, you can't look, Erica. <laughs> The toe tag says Simon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you're holidaying in Argentina, that's where I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so yes. So those are my thoughts. So do you ever, do you feel like you hang on to bad friends or friends who sort oh. of are not worth your time? You seem like somebody, oh. like to me, you do seem like somebody who sort of will keep friends around until they decide to drop you. You don't seem like somebody who will drop anybody. Um, I've got to be honest. I think there's only one friend. One friend I can think of who, like, we don't speak anymore. Not not through an argument or anything. It's just almost equivalent being ghosted. But aside from that one individual, which I have no real understanding why that happened, I've never really had a falling out with someone. I think it's more... I think just things take their course. And, like, there are people in your lives that you just meet and you have good interactions with but and then you don't see them again but if you were to see them in a couple of years i've got quite a few people who i don't see for a long time when i do it's like there's no time in between but i never really have a bust up or a falling out and to the point where i've got to like actively choose not to speak to people like there's one but even the person who who's equivalently ghosting me at the moment and has been for a number of years if they reached out to me i know i'm i'm quite glass off falling like i don't know i i always think Everyone deserves a chance to change. And yeah, I don't think I go through my life like grasping on to people, those who are around, you know, they're my friends, but I don't need to like put any more effort than we do at the moment. There are people I could pick up the phone to now and just text and say, hey, and get a response. And there are others that I, don't know, I wouldn't think of texting, but if I needed to, I guess they would reply. I don't really know. 
So, but so you would consider those people who you don't think may or may not reply, you consider them friends still. Surely, no, that's, surely that, yeah, no, exactly. No, 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 Fre- friend, no, friends is too general a term. I think you know, you've got to look at hierarchy, you've got like bestie status, you've got friends, acquaintances, people of note, you know. Um, I don't, I, I mean, there, there, there was there were genuinely times like you know, I've gone through life sometimes, and you, you have friends with someone on Facebook, you see them in the street, though, you don't really talk to each other, so you're like, actually, I'm going to take you off Facebook because I was in school with you when I was, you know, 12 years old, clearly you know, just for the sake of you on Facebook or whatever the social media platform is, get rid. But I, I kind of now quantify now, if it's someone I bumped into in the street, would I have a conversation with them? Or even like a, hey, how are you? And if, if I don't think that's the case. They're no longer there. a person of note. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's the case. And I think, you know, social media forces you to have all these acquaintances and, you know, it's almost a, a top Trump's style game of how many friends have you got? How many followers? You know, you know, all this, like, and I think actually it's probably really unhealthy. All right. Where's your phone? How many friends do you have on Facebook? On the Facebook? Let's have a look. Yeah, let's see. But I could probably go through here. And maybe this is what a good thing we could do for the, um, for a couple of weeks is we go through, we look at our number toll now yep. and see where we're at. And then we go through it actually with a case of, you know, revised, uh, who would you speak to in the streets? So I have, how many do you reckon I have? I don't know. I feel like because Simon is so inactive on social media, but also a friend whore. So I'm going to say. No, I, I, I've traveled. I, I know a few people, you know, no, I, I to different no, places. I, no, I didn't say that you don't have friends. I said you're inactive on social media. And you're a, a stalker. And you're a friend whore. Like literally, you're just like, hey, I'm, I'm very nice and polite. No, don't let my cheery disposition, you know, yeah, mess with your grumpiness. Dark, sinister dickhead. All right. I reckon that you have like 350 friends. And would you say that's a lot or a little? I think that's, uh, uh, to be honest, like for you, I think that's a little. For someone like me who is selective and discerning, that's a lot. I mean, okay, yeah. I've got 455. Yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit. You have a lot of, <laughs> you have got a lot of superfluous dead weight in your Facebook friend list. Um, yes. I'm just going through the top names now. I mean, there's people like, you know, I used to work with, like, you know, like, for example, like I work in a hospital and there are people like, I go to the departments and there might be like 25 nurses. A nurse might add me. I'm still friends when they like each other's photos, but then they will go. If I were to see them again, but is that quantifying taking them off my thing? I don't think so. Well, no, it's a you take. But when you get down to like university days, like you know, people who I went to one lecture with, or people from school. Yeah, get rid. Like, why do you want these people like looking at your life? I mean, granted, you don't post well, anything, but you. Do it's get not tagged. really something I've considered. Really, I don't put much effort into my social media. So looking through here now, there's probably a lot of people I could go through and. Yeah, take off. But it just seems like an effort, you know, 455 names to go through when we're busy people. Yeah, yeah. We've got a podcast. We've got a we've got a media empire to uh to run. So how many friends do you think then I have? Then sell for lots of money. Yeah, um right. how many friends do you have? I reckon if you said the 350 was a lot, I reckon you're down to like 199. No, I have 304 friends. <laughs> <laughs> But still, like, but I'm relatively active on social media. If there's uh, 304 people were in a room, yeah, 
would you be able to go up to each and hold like a few lines of conversation? No, because I've got people on there from like, there are like people like high school people or like uni people or like postgraduate uni people that, you know, I don't, I don't okay. really, I don't really know. I tell you what though, from a quick flick, I reckon 90% of the people on my social media, if we we're in a room, we'd have something of note to speak to each other about. But that's just you. You're just like a social friendly guy. You're trying to come across as if you're like this real hard, you like real hard. Only because master. I've got to wait. No, 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 no. I've got to even out the idea that your husband and you've now told the nation that I'm some yappy dog of like, oh, you're my friend. <laughs> you're my friend. No, because <laughs> if anybody is a yappy dog in this relationship, Simon, it's me. I'm the yeah, one but like, Simon's my best friend. He's the best friend I've ever had. Yeah, yeah And you're just like, who the fuck is this bitch? She crazy. <laughs> She's just one of an, you know, another four, is it 499? What was the number? 399? Yeah. yeah. One of, one of, one of hundreds of, of besties that you have. 100, one of 454. <laughs> God. Whore. Whore. <laughs> that leads us on to to sort of the last sort of i guess uh topic why is it so hard to make friends as an adult do you find it hard to make friends as an adult i think if you move past that sort of superficialness of i don't find it hard to make friends for being honest if, if you're looking at acquaintances or people who i have stuff in common with but i've always struggled to find someone of your of your level to put the effort back in. Now, 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 and I'm not, you know, this isn't a criticism of the people I have good friends with or good acquaintances with. They're not going to listen anyway. It's okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> but, but likewise. They don't it, care about you enough to listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, for me, it's, it's, it's uh, I think it's, 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 it's about being vulnerable. Like I think in school, like you, you go back to this sort of childlike nature of like, will you be my friend? Yes. And then, the following day, you're like, you're not my friend anymore. And I think like that sort of vulnerability you lose when you grow up, or you tend to, unless you're Erica. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think it's to do with that. And I think it's a bit like, you know, asking a girl out or, you know, trying to be the cool guy, not trying to admit you like them. If you go up to a girl like, I really like you, would you want to go out? And it's like, I do play it cool. And I think it becomes that level of like, you can't be as honest or, or whereas I think for me it is it's it is harder to, to make friends like I'm a very good acquaintance maker you know I can hold a conversation with anyone you you're know the best as you said I'm a top talker I, I you know, rate myself as my dad says you've got the gift of the gab um which I don't really know what that means <laughs> but apparently means you're a good talker and yeah I think I think it's it is difficult to it is difficult to make friends but I think you sometimes got to lower your expectations and just, you know, you can't, not everyone can be your friend. Otherwise you're going to be disappointed. And then, yeah. you know, sometimes you're, you strike you're goals. Erica. You're an Erica. <laughs> Constantly disappointed by people. Except for you. Except for this relationship. I have not found Thanks. it. I have not found it disappointing yet. How about you? How, why do you think it's hard to make friends as a grown up? Because you've got some years on me as well, Erica. Honestly, yeah. if you have to, yes, I do have some years on you. I do have a lot of years on you. I have a lot of years on you. Um, those who've got video content, you can, you can do. Yes, I have 10 years. I have 10 years on you. 
Um, but you look older than I do, so I do. That 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 that's the that's the hand I've been dealt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think a lot of it is just you know it's it's just having time. It's having mm-hmm. time to sort of cultivate these relationships and. And I think that you and I sort of, we came into each other's lives um, and sort of really connected. I think it was at a time with, for both of us where I don't want to say like things were like free and easy, but things were a lot easier for us when we met. Um, I think that we had, it just so happened that we just, we had time to sort of get to know each other. It was this very weird few months when, when we sort of like kind of just had this instant bestie status three three and a half years ago and and yeah it's like you don't find I I just I if I had met you I think six months later or a year later or not met you but like really started talking to you I don't think that this would have I don't think that this would have happened because I would have been too busy you would have been too busy and uh and yeah so I think a lot of it, it is it is about time making time um you know as you get older you know, your, your priorities change. And yeah, I think, I, I mean, I think that that's a, that's a huge reason why it's so hard to make friends as an adult. Hmm. But, I agree. But yeah, but I mean, we, we somehow, we somehow found each other, made it work and are creating a media empire together. That's what besties do. That's what besties do. So wah, wah, wah. yeah, yeah. So, oh, yes. Those are our thoughts on friendship. Let us know what you think. You can email us at hello at drunklogic.co.uk. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at the drunk logic. Someone with no posts has taken the handle at drunk logic. So do you know what we should do? We should get people to pester them. <laughs> yeah, just to troll for- them. Justice for justice for a drunk logic podcast. <laughs> no, you don't have to troll. You don't have to troll. Just come to the at at the drunk logic on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we have oh yeah, our TikTok account is at drunk logic. Don't seem convinced though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I set it up and then I'm like, oh shit, is it? Just I- go on our website. And all the links to our social media are there. Yes, and our website is www.drunklogic.co.uk. And those are our thoughts on friendship. So another element of this future award-winning podcast is that because we do rate ourselves as top talkers, we have given ourselves, or I have, I have, I, I bought the jar. I printed out the words. We have the challenge jar. We need some sort of theme music. Yeah, we, yeah, 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 definitely. So what is the challenge jar? Well, well, it's a jar filled with words and phrases. So basically the idea is that we pick a word out and we see what kind of garbage comes out. <laughs> what, can, what can we make of it? So let's see, uh, we'll need a drum roll. So today's word from the challenge jar is staying hydrated. (laughs) What a dumb word, phrase, topic, staying hydrated. 
God. I mean, it's a topic very close to both our hearts. It is because we're so shit at it. We're we're like yeah. we're permanently dehydrated. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to do better than you know going to the toilet and pissing honey. You know, we need to be better. <laughs> I know it's got to be clear. It's got to look like water. It's got yeah. to look like water. <sighs> Did I ever tell you about the poster we have in work? We have I- in the urinals oh. where you can you can I think there's seven or eight different types of color. You can almost like a Dulux paint, like a paint like, shop, like paint swatches of paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, and right, it tells right. you like, oh, if it's this color, you're, you're doing well. If it's this color, hmm, you need to drink more. The other one, you're significantly hydra- dehydrated. <laughs> so, what does it say, like on like the darkest one? Like, go check, check. You're in a hospital. Just check yourself in. <laughs> Yeah, Simon and I are very, very bad at being hydrated. We're very bad uh, to the point where we had to install apps on our phones to connect it to our watch. So we'd get like a little ping every 30 minutes from, I think it's like Waterminder um, that says, have a glass of water. And at first it was like, yeah, we can do this. This is awesome. We, we went into this app and this challenge of drinking water with so much vigor and optimism and then it just became fucking annoying because it like my my, my my alerts start at eight o'clock in the morning and it's like start your day with a cup of water it's like fuck you watch i want coffee fuck leave you. me alone <laughs> you're not the boss of me watch <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so before we got the app um we would where i was i was very good at this i was i would send simon messages throughout the day that would just say drink water drink water and sometimes he would heed my advice sometimes he wouldn't At the end of the day i'd ask him like hey did you drink some water today the answer was usually no um so what have i done just too I've, busy i've bought simon nice water bottles like the nicest water bottles like i bought him like a really nice yeti water bottle yeah and that that still has not inspired him to drink. I keep it. I mean, I, well, I keep I have, it at home. I have, I have the same Yeti, uh, and I I don't. It doesn't motivate me either. I don't know what. How am I going to drink water? How am I going to be better at this? Do I need to be scared by this piss chart and what it says? Do you know what? it might have to be something we, we upload afterwards? I think that our audience would love to see uh, the uh, PDF of of the piss chart. They can uh, mm. they can compare. In their own I mean, there are some eyes. nice shades on there. I mean, one of them reminds me of existing color walls. And you were saying you want a different shade of yellow. Maybe you can get be inspired from this uh, chart. Uh, yeah. See, now my, my walls are sort of like a very, they're kind of like a mid yellow downstairs in the living room. And mm. so I want to have that repainted into a more dehydrated shade of piss. Um, so Fantastic. Pop- well, I, I would love it if you went and chose one from this poster. I'm a, I'm a, if you go with me, if you go with me to the store to get paint and film mm. it, I will 100% show them the piss chart and say, I want this shade, please. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, well, we will get it to our viewers and listeners soon enough. But no, that is a promise. A pod promise, a pod which is promise. which is even more sacred than a pinky promise. Wow. I didn't know that. All right. How's, how's your, speaking of hydration and we know, I know that a mojito doesn't count. You done. You done. Woo. How are you feeling? 
I just you just dripped all over yourself. Pretty good. No, I do like a bit of booze. It get, do you know what? I always find the, my best version of myself is with a little bit of alcohol in me. Just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it can get a little bit too much where I become this talking, confident. I mean, great guy, but I can see oh, where yeah. people find me annoying. But then it goes into sickness and all that the nonsense. But right now, <laughs> after like one or two, one, one, you know, one little cocktail. Yeah, I think you're getting peak Simon. Wow. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So, yeah, so there's going to be lots of lots of lots of peak Simon throughout the course of this podcast. Um, I'm looking forward to trying different drinks with you. Um, yeah. Now, now what? The, here's the thing, though, is that the whole purpose of this is to kind of get away from our comfort zone. And mm. so the next episode, we might not have something that you would normally try. We're going to like, you know, I I really fancy myself. I feel like I have the persona of a whiskey drinker. <laughs> and so we are going to be having some whiskey at some point. Another thing really? that I've always sort of felt like I felt like I could do well is like hold a glass of brandy. I was like, mm. yeah, let's try that. You know what else we're gonna try, Simon? That you will love, and wow. it'll have to be it'll have, it'll be a day when when you're when we're, when we're uh, recording together. Jello shots. Oh, fantastic! Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, and and you know what? I might even sort of like bring back an old uni favorite. Like when I was in uni, I loved to make a pitcher of Kool Aid. But instead of water, I used vodka. <laughs> so, Fantastic. So yeah, so I mean, we've got lots of lots of alcoholic treats to look forward to. I look forward to lots of Pete Simoning. Yeah. Have you ever had a gas chamber? What the hell is that? That used to be my drink of choice in uni. So it sounds you get like, like now you are you are talking to a Jew. <laughs> yes. So you'd have a shot of sambuca, and you'd have a glass. So you'd pour the shot straight into the glass. Right. And then you, you'd light it. So the alcohol is burning. Right. You would then pour the, the burning shot back into the shot glass and immediately turn the glass upside down on the table. You blow out the shot. You drink the, the warm shot of Sambuca. Then you get a straw and put it underneath the glass and you suck. And the burnt alcohol, which is still sort of nestled in the glass, you sort of suck on it and get this sort of... Uh, sort of effect like no offense simon like i love you to death but this sounds like it involves way too much coordination for you and also way too much heavy booze like do you know what happened i feel feel like you would be an absolute mess after that yeah not just not just from the alcohol but from all of the all of the maneuvering and and the procedures involved like yeah well I, i got into it when i was in uni and i went to uni just about turning 18 and due to my ongoing baby face, I didn't have much drinking experience before going to uni. So when I went to uni, I was, you know, my eyes were open to cheap booze and people just saying, try this. And I was like, yeah, I can't remember who got me into them, but I remember trying one and quite liking Sambuca and remember thinking it got me on my merry way quite quickly. And I remember like really enjoying them. I haven't run in years. Maybe we've got to bring that back, but I really have this fond memory of going to Milton Keynes for a friend's birthday as being in this this club, being very drunk and trying to do this inside a bar on a table, and the bouncer coming up to was like, "Dude, you can't like alcohol in here." Like, no. <laughs> and we're like, okay. And looking back now, like, what idiots! But when I was very drunk at the time, it was like, yeah, gas chambers. Nice. 
Nice. Maybe we've got to work on the marketing of the name for the Jewish yeah, community. The, yeah, yeah, the, the, the name. Yeah, the name. The name is is is, is not good. It's not a good name. Um, no, I hadn't really thought of that before speaking to you. Yeah. <laughs> so you can edit this out before uh, the anti-Semitic claims come in. Well, you know, you didn't name it. You didn't name it. I don't think I did. Jesus, I hope you didn't. I think I'd be more tasteful and tactful. Yeah, you would be. Yeah. Well, well, if you were you, naming you it, would name you, it some, it? you would name it something like a butterfly smile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can ask our uh, listeners to come help me come up with alternative names. Yeah, for the gas chamber, please, please come up with alternative names because that one sucks. So that uh, that wraps up this episode of Drunk Logic. We hope you enjoyed. We hope that you will like and subscribe on Twitter because we've got some bonus content coming. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye, everyone.